Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. I'm just going to read one verse of scripture, and it is in Romans 8:37, and it says, "In all these things we are more than conquerors." Through him that loved us. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And I want to teach on the subject more than conquerors. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, the devil is our enemy. And so it's very important that we understand the weapons he uses against us. Because he is definitely against God. Amen. We we are on the side of Jesus Christ, and he is all about antichrist. He's all about the opposite. He, we are on the side of light and darkness and love, and he's on the side, uh, uh, I mean, light and, and godliness and love, and he's on the side of darkness and evil, and he wants to thwart God's plan. He wants to uh, frustrate God's people. Amen. So it's important that we understand the weapons he uses against us, Amen, uh, so that we will not be uh, caught off guard and it will not affect us, amen, as much as he would like it to. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, amen. So it's important that we have a knowledge of what uh, God is doing and also how the enemy is operating, amen, because we don't want to be destroyed through ignorance, and we can't be ignorant of the schemes that he tries to use, the tactics and the methods that he uses to try to attack us. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, So that we may not be taken advantage of by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. Amen. So we don't want to be taken advantage by him. I know we're God's people, but we still have to be on the lookout. We still have to be watching and praying and understanding what's going on in our lives. Uh, amen. So this knowledge and understanding, along with God's power, will better equip us to resist him and defeat him. Amen. Now, Ephesians 4.27 says, Do not give the devil a foothold. Don't give him a place in your in your life at all. Amen. Because it's important uh, that we understand this because even if, if you even give him an inch, you know, believe me, if we do, he'll take a mile. He's that kind of enemy. Amen. So we got to be careful how he operates and what's going on. And, and there's misconceptions out there. So we want to clear some of that up tonight. John 844 said, about the devil, there's uh, Jesus said, there's no truth in him. Whenever he lies, he speaks according to his own nature because he's a liar and the father of lies. So he can't be trusted. He's a liar. Amen. And he is a deceiver. The book of Revelation says he deceives the nations. He deceives the whole world. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen said he even disguises himself. Say even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Of course, we know he, he, he started out being a good angel. 
So he can still look like a good angel, even though he's not a good angel. Amen. So he disguises himself to try to trick us. Amen. He's also the accuser. Uh, he made accusations uh, about Job in front of God. When you read the book of Job, he accused Joshua, the high priest. Uh, amen. When we read Zechariah 3.1, the Bible said, Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. Amen. And he makes accusations against us before God. He tries to get up there before God and said, you know what, so-and-so in that church and so-and-so over there, you know, they did this and they did that and they're not perfect. And, you know, why are you blessing them and why are you even giving them the time of day? He's an accuser. Revelation 12, 10 said, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren, talking about the enemy, amen, Satan himself is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. That's what he likes to do, try to accuse uh, people before God, especially God's people, so that somehow he's thinking he's going to talk God out of being, uh, being on our side or talk God out of blessing us or talk God out of this or that. Oh, no. Amen. He's, that's what he likes to do. But uh, we don't have to deal with that. Praise God. Amen. The accusations of the devil will have no impact on God at all. Amen. Because we, as his people, if, we, if we're not perfect, when we mess up, we ask God to forgive us. Amen. We ask people to forgive us. We put those sins under the blood. Amen. And the Bible said God will remember them no more. Amen. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9 said. Amen. He puts our sins, when we ask forgiveness, he puts them as far as the east is from the west. That's as far apart as you can get. Amen. And he puts them in what the, what the Bible calls uh, a, in a metaphorical sea of forgetfulness. He puts our sins at the depths of the sea. Amen. And it's a sea of blood. And there's a big sign that tells Satan, no fishing allowed in this sea. Because when the sins are put in that sea, amen, they're never coming out again. So his accusations against us are going to fall on deaf ears because God's going to scratch his head and say, I don't even remember what you're talking about. Hey, but you remember last month, I saw it happen. Oh, but I don't remember because they must have asked forgiveness. He'll remember them no more. Praise God. I love that. John 10, 10 said the thief, he's a thief. He, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And he wants to steal our joy. He wants to steal our happiness. He wants to, he wants to you know, steal our family and our health and our sanity and our hopes and our dreams, but we're not going to let him. Amen. Praise God because we're more than conquerors through God, through God that loved us. 1 Thessalonians 3.5 calls him the tempter. He tempted Jesus in the wilderness. Remember Jesus after his baptism, that John the Baptist baptized him. He went into the wilderness, and for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil tempted him. Amen. And Jesus used the word of God against him, and we can too. Amen. And then he tries to tempt us to sin, so our walk with God will be hindered. Amen. He's also the condemner. He likes to accuse us. 
so that he can condemn us. Amen. Yeah, so you did that, and so I condemn you, and you shouldn't be, you know, worshiping God. You shouldn't be all excited or whatever. Amen. But we are more than conquerors. We're not perfect, but amen, but we're forgiven. Amen. We haven't arrived, but we're on our way. We're moving in the right direction. Amen. And we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Amen. So Acts chapter 10, 38 says he's an oppressor also. And an oppressor is someone that, someone that is oppresses is, is someone that tries to demoralize you and discourage you and afflict you and torment you and devastate you and overwhelm you. Amen. And there are three main schemes or weapons that this enemy uses against God's people. And these three sometimes get us tripped up. Sometimes these three uh, get us uh, confused. And I want to clear some things up. Amen. The first uh, of these three things he tries to use against God's people is, amen, bad or sinful thoughts. Is anyone, you don't have to raise your hand. Has anyone ever had a bad or sinful thought since you've been walking with God? Amen. You don't have to answer that. Praise God. Because you know what? We're not perfect. Amen. But can I tell you something? And this is, a, this, this is liberating. Praise God. We got to understand that having a bad or sinful thought is not automatically a sin. Amen. A thought is not a sin. And everybody say amen. amen. A thought is not a sin. A thought is like a bug buzzing around your head. You can either shoo it away or swat it away. Or you can just let it uh, buzz and buzz and buzz until it lands in your hair and builds a little nest. Uh, amen. It has little baby bugs in there and all that stuff. Uh, then you got a problem. Amen. But if you'll shoo that bug away, amen, that's not a sin, praise God. You don't have to accept that thought. Some people, you know, they just say, well, I, I can't, uh, I can't you know, do anything about these thoughts. Uh, you might not have been able to do anything about them before you came to Jesus, but now you got some power in your corner. Amen. And you don't have to accept that thought. I don't care what it is. It's what you decide to do with that thought that matters. You see, when we entertain those kinds of thoughts, when we allow them to get down and take root in our hearts, uh, amen, and when we act upon them, that's when they become sin, and then we got to do something about it, praise God. But the Bible gives us assurances that God gives us the power. He gives us weapons, spiritual weapons, to fight against these kind of thoughts, amen, because we know that our greatest battlefield is our mind. If we can stop it in our mind, it's not going any further. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10.4 said, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're, they're not human made or whatever, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Notice verse 5. Casting down imaginations. That's when, you know, your imagination goes wild. You get some crazy thoughts. Amen. I don't care if you're sitting in church. Sometimes I've had some thoughts in church that I've just blown my mind. Like, oh, Lord, what is that coming coming flying in? This buzz is buzzing around my head. I'm trying to lead worship here. I'm trying to preach or something. Amen. It doesn't matter where you are or what happened. You can just swat that thing away in Jesus' name because we have power through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What's that stronghold? Amen. Some of those bad thoughts is a stronghold, but we've got power casting down imaginations and every high thing 
that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And notice this part. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That means when those things start buzzing, I can start talking to that thought. Say, okay, line up over there. Bring it into captivity. Put the cuffs on that thought right there. You are not welcome here. Get out. And you say, well, you know, pastor, you're making it sound pretty easy. I know it's not easy all the time to kick some thoughts out. Praise God. Sometimes they haunt you or whatever. Amen. But God told us we have the ability, amen, through God, amen, to pull down strongholds. So I'm just encouraging you. That's what you, because he uses thoughts against us. That's one of his major ways of trying to discourage us. And we can, we don't have to deal with it. Through God, you have a say over your thoughts. Through God, you have control of your thoughts. Through God, you can change the subject in your mind from something bad to something good. And I'm not talking about, you know, just, you know, positive mental attitude and reading how to win friends and influence people or some kind of, you know, positive book or whatever. And I'm not saying those aren't good, but I'm not talking about that. Amen. Some thoughts, those things aren't going to work on. Amen. You gotta, you're going to have to have Jesus, praise God. But you can change the subject. You know, just flip. Have you ever got a good shot on a bug? You know, just flip and you just get it right on the fingernail and go, and you just feel it. Man, that is going over the right field wall. Praise God. Amen. And you can change the subject. Philippians 4, 8 said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, what are you going to do with that? Think on these kind of things. Amen. So when I have a, an issue with some other kind of thoughts, I'm going to address that. I'm going to talk about that I'm, in my mind. I'm going to deal with that. And then I'm going to change the subject. And I'm going to start thinking about honest stuff and just stuff and pure stuff and lovely stuff and good report and virtue and praise. Amen. Think on these things. Colossians 3, 2 said, keep thinking about things above and not things on the earth. So we have a say in it, folks. Think about things above. Think about God. Think about where we're going and all the good things. I know we're down, you know, ground zero. We're down facing the enemies and situations and we're, we go through times and sometimes uh, it's what's on earth that's right up in our face. And, amen. And, and sometimes the things above seem so far away. But just hang in there. God is with us because we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. The second thing that he uses against us, because remember, he's, we read about it already. He's the tempter. Amen. And that is temptation to sin, which a lot of times begins with a thought. So it's kind of connected with the first thing. But a temptation to sin is not automatically a sin either. And I, you don't have to raise your hand anyway. Has anybody ever been tempted to sin? Amen. You know, and uh, that happens all the time. Amen. But you know what? It doesn't mean if you don't act on that temptation, it's not a sin. It, it could be uh, you know, some kind of horrific temptation coming your way. and You could just say, no, I'm walking away from that. No, I don't get to give that any time of day. Nope. I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. It's when we give in to the temptation and act on it, then it becomes a sin. Hebrews 4.15, that talks about Jesus. He's a high, he was the high priest for us, so to speak. He still is. 
interceding for us before God, his humanity, and what he did on the cross. The Bible said, for we do not have a high priest incapable of sympathizing with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet without sin. He was the only sinless human being that walked the face of the earth because God was his father because he was God manifest in the flesh. Amen. But see, he can sympathize with temptation comes our way because he was tempted in all points just like as we are. Amen. And he didn't sin, so he, but he can sympathize. So when we go through temptation and we fight against it and we don't accept it, amen, God's right there helping us be more than conquerors against temptation. He knows what we're going through. He knows what we're facing. He knows the temptations that are being hurled at us. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible said in Matthew 6.13, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Now, when you read that, that's part of the Lord's Prayer, of course. Lead us not into temptation. Because I'm going to read a passage of Scripture in just a minute that tells us that God doesn't tempt people. So when I read, lead us not into temptation, what is he trying to say here? Well, I read it in the New Living Translation. It gives a little bit more clarity. It said, don't let us yield to temptation. In other words, let our prayer be, Lord, temptation's going to come. I know, amen, from different times, different places, different situations. Lord, don't let us yield to it. Give us the strength to fight against it. And it says, but rescue us from the evil one. Deliver us from evil. Rescue us from the evil one. The devil tempts us. Yes. Other people tempt you. Have you ever had other people? I dare you to do that. You know, I dare you to go in there and steal that. I dare you to go in there and, and do that. I dare you to do this or whatever. And, you know, I, I, when I was growing up, I had a lot of dares, and I took them. Amen. Got in trouble. You know, toilet paper in people's houses, you know. I mean, that, they don't do that anymore, do they? I mean, we used to do it all the time. But, you know, we'd do like 70, 100 rolls. And people get up in the morning, and their whole, all, every tree, every part of their house is toilet paper all over the place. And when you try to, when that gets wet, you try to clean that up, it ain't going nowhere. It was a mess. Boy, people were mad. It get you get in trouble if they found out. But you did it in the, in the blackness of darkness, amen. And when no one could see you, and all kinds of things that we that you know. People dared you. I dare you to do that. I dare you to do that. It's a, it's a people tempting you. So the devil tempts. People tempt. And we even tempt ourselves sometimes. We, we, we have self-temptation sometimes. But you see, God does not tempt us. He tests us. And there's a big difference between a, tempt, a temptation and a test. Amen. Let's read about that. James 1.13 let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. So God doesn't tempt anybody, but he'll test us. Amen. See, temptation is to sin. That's what a temptation is, to do something against God's word. But a testing is not that way. Amen. He tests us. Amen. Amen. 
in, in a different way for our, our, for our growth and so forth. Verse 14 said, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. And the last verse, verse 16, do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. So in other words, don't be deceived when someone tells you God is the one tempting you to, to do wrong. That's not God. He's not doing that. He's not, that, that's, that's not the way God operates. He operates with love. He'll test us. Amen. And we need to pass the test. Amen. To move on to a never, different level, but he will not tempt us. So, so James ends this little, uh, this little portion uh, uh, about teaching about this. He said, don't be deceived and don't let anybody deceive you into telling you that God is the one tempting you to sin. See, the good news is God knows our situation he knows how much you can handle, and he always makes a way of escape out of every temptation if you're willing to resist the temptation, amen, and you're willing to find the way of escape in that temptation, you can get out of it because he's not going to tempt us more than we're able. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except as such as common to man. So that, in other words, you're not the only one being tempted. Sometimes we think, oh my word, Lord, I'm the only one going through this. Nobody's ever gone through what I'm going through in the whole entire world. Billions of people since Adam and Eve. And I'm the only one that's ever faced this. Uh, you know, so no one can help me and I don't know what's going on and all that kind of stuff. No, no temptation has overtaken you, except this common to man. We all go through it, maybe certain different ones, amen, but they're all basically temptation. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. So the temptation doesn't originate with God, but God sees when it comes your way, and he jumps in, and he will not allow it, amen, to go beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You see, we're more than conquerors. Amen. I know how to, I can deal with these thoughts and I can deal with these temptations because God is helping me. Amen. Matthew 26, 41, Jesus said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So it's the flesh side of us, the human you know, nature side of us that gives in to the temptation typically, but the spirit, our spirit that's with his spirit, our spirit that's trying to want to do the right thing, it, it, it's willing, but sometimes the flesh overwhelms the spirit in that situation. Amen. So he said, he, he said, watch and pray. Why do we need to watch and pray? Because prayer is going to help us be strong, going to help us be uh, uh, aware and of our surroundings and our situation when temptation comes our way. And so watch and pray that you what? Enter not into temptation. So when temptation comes knocking at your door, amen, you don't open the door, you don't enter into that temptation. Do not enter into it. Do your best, to, amen, not to give into it. Stand your ground and look for the way of escape that God has provided you with all temptation. There's a way of escape. Amen. Because sometimes that temptation is keeping your focus. And then you're like, ah, oh, I can't resist. I can't resist. You know, it's like the, the bugs flying to that zapper light. Like, oh, the light. It's the light. Don't go into the light. There's a zapper in there. And then, you know, it was a trick to destroy. It was a lure 
Amen. So we don't want to be focused on the temptation. Amen. We want to be focused on the Lord that's getting us out of that thing. Amen. And the last thing tonight, the third thing is condemnation. When we experience condemnation, in other words, we feel condemned. We feel condemned. Amen. When we experience condemnation, it doesn't mean we have sinned. Oh, I feel condemned. I must have really blown it somewhere. It's got to be. I wouldn't feel this way. Oh, no. That's another trick of the enemy. The devil condemns. Other people condemn. And even we condemn ourselves. Amen. And the devil is in the business of using false condemnation to try to bring us down and get us to give up on God because the devil knows that along with condemnation, there's two other things that accompany condemnation, guilt and shame. And when we have that condemnation and we're not sure what's going on with it and then guilt and shame just pile on as well, we don't know what's going on. And though all of those things will hinder us. All those things will hinder our walk with God. That's why we got to get rid of condemnation. No matter where, what, what it's coming from or how it's happening, we got to get rid of it. But let me tell you something. God, does, just like God does not tempt us to sin, God does not condemn us either. Amen. God does not condemn his people. John 3, 17, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. The Bible said, Judge not in Luke 6, 37. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will not and you will be forgiven. I read in the Bible Amen. When anybody that had, even though they messed up, even though they weren't perfect and, and you know, whatever, especially in the New Testament, when Jesus is in his ministry, he didn't condemn the sinners. You know who he condemned? The religious leaders who were hypocritical and were full of pride and they didn't have any kind of love or mercy, amen, for the people of Israel. Amen. He didn't condemn the woman caught in sin. Amen. He, he said, just go and sin no more. He didn't, neither do I condemn you. Amen. He wasn't a condemner. He was a saver. He came to save that which was lost. He came to, to be the physician to heal the, the, the broken hearts. Amen. 1 John 3.20 For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and He knows all things. So when our heart condemns us and we don't, maybe we don't know why because we can't figure it out. Amen. Don't allow the, the enemy to, to put false condemnation. Amen. God is greater than our heart. That's what the, where the watching and praying comes in, folks. When we just stay in the Lord, in, in His Word and in prayer, He will illuminate. He will help us. He'll show us and He'll give us the power, amen, to overcome and be more than conquerors in these situations and not allow false condemnation to bring us down and, and just short circuit our walk with God and, you know, try to bring our, our, our wonderful experience with Jesus to a screeching halt. Romans 8, 1 said, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If we're trying to walk after the Spirit, amen, we're not perfect, but we're trying to walk after the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, ask God to help us every day. There's no condemnation to those people. And any condemnation that comes that, that person's way is false condemnation, amen, from the enemy, amen, and we I can accept it. We're going to reject it in Jesus' name. See, God doesn't condemn his people. 
He convicts us. Amen. And there's a difference. Convicting is coming from a loving Heavenly Father. A conviction means when He convicts you, it means, yeah, you, you kind of feel bad for doing something wrong. Amen. But it's not condemning. You know, the devil is condemning. It's, it's coming down from like some, you know, some unjust judge uh, that's ready to put the death penalty on us or whatever. Amen. But uh, the he loving Heavenly Father, as, as somebody that, that uh, he, as, as we as parents, uh, we um, correct our kids. Amen. With love. Amen. But with firmness. Amen. The tough love sometimes. But we correct them. God does the same thing. He convicts us. Amen. And usually it's just a whisper of the Spirit in our hearts. You know, saying, yeah, don't go that way. You know, don't, don't do that. That person doesn't have your best interest at heart. Amen. And he just puts a little, you know, we call it maybe a check. Maybe like a little, hey, something is just making me feel like, I, I, you know, not, con not condemning, but just like I need to go a different way. Amen. That's conviction. And that's a good thing. I, I never want God to take his conviction away from me. I want him always to tell me, amen, I want to be sensitive enough. Amen. I don't want to just uh, ignore him and ignore him and ignore him to the place where he's saying, well, I'm not, he's not listening or she's not listening to me. So, so uh, you know, I'm not going to talk anymore. And then I'm going to be in a world of hurt. God, you know, you tell me, don't leave me alone, God. Uh, don't stop talking to me. Help me, Lord. Get me in the right direction, Lord. Help me to hear your voice. So the good news is we receive strength through the power of Jesus in our hearts and lives so that we can resist the devil along with his weapons and schemes. Second Thessalonians 3, 3, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. He gives us strength and protection. James said in 4-7 of his book, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Resist those thoughts he's trying to bring. Resist that temptation. Resist that false condemnation. Amen. And he'll flee. Unfortunately, he won't flee forever. He'll come back. Amen. But we'll keep resisting him with the power of the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible said, Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Talking about God in us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. They that are with us are more than they that are with them. He said, I give, Jesus said, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you when we're more than conquerors. Amen. We're more than conquerors through him. It has to be through him though. It said we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. The Bible said, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. It's not by my might or my power, but by his spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So we're trusting in his weapons, his power, his spirit. Amen. We're more than conquerors through him. It's got to be through him, his power, his blood, his name, his spirit, his word, his grace, and his mercy. We're going to be more than conquerors. Would you stand with me? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's just worship him right now. I'm praying God to help us right now. If, if any one of us here have been struggling with 
thoughts that we can't deal with, with temptations that are overwhelming us, with condemnation accompanied with guilt and shame that's trying to bring us down and make us feel bad and we're not able to really be what we need to be for him. I'm praying, God, for a deliverance of these things. I'm praying for a revelation. I'm praying, take these things off of your people, Lord. Amen. Don't allow us to yield to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Praise God. Help us to watch and pray. Watch and pray so we enter not into temptation. Praise God for there is no condemnation to them. Oh, that walk in the spirit. Amen. And not after the flesh in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think when we understand those three things, and of course we talked about I talked about a few of those and a few other things in the beginning about how the devil operates. And, and uh, we understand that, that he's a deceiver and he you know, tries to act like somebody else and he's a liar and all the stuff that he does, he's an oppressor and he's an accuser and a condemner. When we understand that and then we understand these three things, uh, the thoughts... Thoughts are not automatically sins. Temptations are, are not automatically sins. Temptations do not come from God. Amen. And condemnation doesn't come from him either. He convicts us as a father, his children. Amen. Through love. Amen. And he does it. Amen. Through love instead of through hatred for the people of God like the enemy does. But I thank God for all of you. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.